Great coaches ask great questions. Best days at work are the days when the light bulb goes on for somebody else. Well, hello and welcome to the On It, Not In It interview series. I'm your host, Todd Eppert, and today I'm joined by Bill Dysart, who is the founder and CEO of Xscape Designs. Roy, thank you so much for joining us. Would you like to kick us off with a brief background as to who you are and what you do? Yeah, thanks for having me, Todd. Um, my name is Bill Dysert, founder and CEO of Xscape Designs here in Cleveland, Ohio. We're a full-service landscape design, build, construction, pools, and maintenance firm. Uh, snow removal in the off-season, or winter season as we call it here. Uh, been at it for 20 years, and we've got about 85 team members strong. Awesome. Well, congratulations on your success. Uh, being a 20-year-old business is quite a feather, uh, so well done. So just out of curiosity, if you can remember back to 20 years ago, what inspired you to start your own business and what was the initial spark that led you to take the entrepreneurial leap? Yeah, great question. Um, I, you know, growing up, I, I grew up kind of in farmland, the east side of Cleveland, about 30 miles east of Cleveland. So, um, you know, working on a farm kind of was second nature. And then uh, one of our old neighbors had bought some equipment, started an excavating company. I thought, man, that's that's pretty cool, you know, to take that childhood craving for being out in the dirt, but be able to do it as an adult. So started doing that in my teens and then found horticulture and landscape and kind of blended the two together. So, so basically boys and their toys brought you to a business world. Is that what it and, was? Anything with a big engine and <laughs> earth moving capability. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I once heard that's the that's like a great way to get people to join the military, right? You can you can actually shoot guns and drive big trucks and move things around and just join the military. <laughs> so yeah, so very good. So it was all uh, somewhat, somewhat kind of a fun uh, thing from the beginning. Uh, like, hey, I love playing with trucks and big things. I'd love to move dirt around. And it turned into a passion in the business for 20 years. That's awesome. So, so that's what got you there. But what are some common misconceptions about running a business and how do you address them? Uh, well, I guess uh, one of my first mentors asked me, Bill, how are you going to run a business? You know, that uh, was the, uh, so the score program that the, the retired business guys. And um, so he said, Hey, Bill, how are you going to run your business? I said, well, I bought an 86 flatbed truck, a diesel. I bought a cut saw and hire somebody, maybe put a few hand tools in there and run the business. He said, Bill, you're going to run the business with numbers. So I think, um, you know, going into business, realizing that um, there's many pillars that stand something like this up to make it what it is today. Um, and just really understanding that there, it's never perfect probably was a hard lesson for me, just continuing to improve every every week, every month, every quarter, every year to, to getting to the place where we want to go and never really getting there, if you will. Yeah, so the target typically moves on you as you have success, right? You're like, oh, I, I could probably do a little bit more, right? That's right. Yeah, the, the, the dream and the goal tends to get a little bit bigger. I don't know if that's scope creep, like some of our clients experience when designing a project, similarities there. But um, yeah, when I started the business, I had, I had seen a couple local companies, an excavating company and a landscape construction company that were about 10 to 15 
uh, team member strong and they just ran a very fine tuned organization. I said, man, if I could be like them one day, that would be it. That would be success. You know, if I could have that reputation and that client base and that efficiency in that brand. Um, so it does, it grows over time and, you know, things that were once important become unimportant. And now it's really all about the people and creating opportunities. Yeah. And you said uh, almost 20 years and 85 team members now, right? That's right. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, okay. So 20 years uh, in things change over time, right? When it was just you and a truck, uh, maybe a few people, that's one set of problems. What are your challenges now, 20 years in with 85 employees and obviously a growing organization? Yeah, I, you know, things have changed uh, significantly. So it's really trying to um, manage a really strong work culture uh, by providing opportunities for people to grow, but also the value creation side for the client and staying very, very productive um, so we're, we're looking at things such as, um, you know, robotic mowers and stand on large, um, like leaf blowers, things that we can utilize to accelerate the, the pro productivity, uh, and value creation for our customers. But then also that allows us to be profitable and create opportunities internally for, you know, promotions and profit sharing plans and things like that to take care of our people. Yeah. Now, see, I would have thought that you know, automation was not really going to work that well when you're in it. I mean, digging ditches and holes for trees and stuff like that. It sounds like there are some options out there for even your industry to uh, add efficiencies and gain more value in the shorter period of time. Is that what you're saying? Certainly. I mean, compact uh, equipment and just different approaches to doing work. I don't know if you've seen now they even have paver lifting machines where, you know, the large format pavers are really popular now. So, um, you know, there's just staying in front of sort of the technology side to be able to gather the data to continue to drive efficiency, but then also have the equipment, you know, to save our people's backs and um, be as productive as possible. Yeah, that's great, Bill. That's great. So, so, so we talked a little bit about this and I'm going to use one of your words actually, but in the, in the constantly evolving business landscape, uh, how do you stay adaptable to open the change? You, I think you started to show us a little bit of that, but what what else are you having to adapt to in the in the space that you're in? I mean, there's AI coming down the path. I, if it can't do it yet, I'm sure that you could probably ask some some AI thing to draw you a landscape design, right? Um, mm -hmm. So so how are you adapting to things like that coming after you? And what are you doing to make changes to stay competitive and uh, remain innovative in your industry? Yeah, great question. Um, Definitely just trying to stay educated around those things. I don't think AI hasn't really taken over in terms of landscape design. And I think there will always be the need due to topography and, you know, existing site conditions that there will need to be a human element. Um, all but it could significantly increase the speed at which these things are produced um, and are done. So, um, you know, we're looking in, at things like that, and certainly our National Landscape Association are, is bringing those things to the forefront and creating educational paths around those types of things. So we just got back, actually, four of us went uh, down to Dallas to our National Landscape uh, Conference. So certainly that. Um, also, we, we brought in a new ERP system about two years ago, you know, so we're really involved in that. We just, we've got two people at their annual conference right now just trying to evolve the customer service side of that a bit more and um, keep that data visible to everyone. So we do subscribe to the 
EOS traction type philosophy and everyone has a number and really creating that visibility and buy-in um, from the bottom all the way to the top so that everybody knows exactly how they can impact the customer experience, how they can impact their own opportunity and help drive the business forward. So I think it's multiple facets, but really at, at, at the core, it's continuous improvement and learning and then making sure we're bringing those ideas in and implementing them um, in a manner that which makes sense. Yeah. And then it, you also mentioned in the previous question, you just mentioned some of the, the I'll call it capital investments that you're making for uh, equipment that's safer for your people to use and makes it quicker to do the job and, and a lot of different things. That's also ways you're adapting, sounds like. So an ERP system, that's uh, I've not heard of any other landscaping companies that are investing in ERP systems. So uh, say more about that. Why do you think you need an ERP system? Well, you know, 10 years ago, we operated on Excel spreadsheets and QuickBooks alone. And, you know, as you add more people, the opportunity for error increases. Um, and so the ERP system helps create a very streamlined uh, process that kind of flows through our org chart, more or less. So it, it automatically takes the pieces and moves them along through that client journey so that nothing gets missed or dropped. Um, realistically, there's a work ticket created for everything that needs done. A crew has a work ticket then to assign the hours. We can measure against how we perform to our estimates to make sure we're, again, focusing on value creation and not just increasing costs because of inflation. So it's, right. it's that fine balance of um, how do we make sure we're, we're delivering um, at, the, at the brand expectation and what we've set out to do here, um, but also really managing costs as tightly as we possibly can to do it in, in a way that um, more people can access that customer service. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So ERP helps you bring the materials and the manpower to the job and then track how you're doing against those estimates that you made, correct? That's right. And it's less paper, less paper, right? So, yeah. you know, one manager can check six crews time in the morning from the day before um, versus having to go through six paper timesheets that probably got smeared with dirt or coffee or who knows if they've made it back to the office. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. So that that is, again, that's a, I would call that an innovation in your industry. That's not a common thing that I hear a lot of other landscaping companies investing in is a systemic approach to how they manage the day-to-day -day operations. So that's great. Congratulations on that. So uh, I want you to think about the future now. So we've talked a little bit about the past. We've kind of talked a little bit about the current and present. But how about the future? What is the glimpse into your future plans, goals that you have for the business? What do you envision for the next chapter in your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So we're we're based on the east side of Cleveland. Right now, we've got plenty of room for growth here. So we've got an organic growth plan mapped out um, for the next five years that's robust. Uh, we're, we're definitely building out on the maintenance and snow removal side of the business. We've been heavily focused on construction for many years. And so construction still represents about 65% of the business with pools and then about 35% of the businesses that um, landscape maintenance and snow removal programs. So just getting a little bit more balance there um, and really focusing on our core customers uh, and servicing them to the highest level. So with that plan, that allows us to continue to grow uh, annually year over year and really double, double the size of the organization in the next five. 
Okay. So we're talking about probably adding somewhere between 70 and 80 jobs to the area, which is fantastic. Well done. Um, if you're doubling, I'm just giving estimates. Not done yet, but yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. And it sounds like you're, you have a different business proposition to share with folks from the perspective of the technology you're using in the business. You know, hey, we've got the equipment so that if you want to move big stones, you're not going to destroy your back doing it, right? Um, are there other things that you're doing just out of curiosity to attract employees to your business? Absolutely. I mean, you know, having fresh, clean, newer equipment has always been a priority. Um, I don't have a mechanic on staff currently. Our fleet is new enough that we don't need one. Uh, so pretty much everything within the organization is, is within five years old or so. I think that creates pride, you know, not only in driving down the road with a clean, nice truck and nice equipment, but we're also not experiencing a lot of downtime where, you know, our mowers are down or our machines are down and things like that. So we call it cool tools in a recruiting campaign. Um, come to us and you get cool tools. Um, but beyond that, you know, we are really focused on culture. So um, we, we do multiple things. We try to have things going on monthly that focus on our, highlighting our key people. We just had some, uh, some folks win women in landscape awards, which is, you know, a huge nod to inclusion. And um, so we're, we're focused on that. And, and um, our head of people and culture puts together a newsletter weekly that sort of highlights uh, values in action. So as our managers and folks are out there taking photos of the work, they're taking photos of the people doing the work and saying, hey, you know, Jose did a great job at Mrs. Jones. Check this out. Gets highlighted in a weekly newsletter internally here. And then we'll share that on social media occasionally as well. Um, and then also events. And, and the other thing we try to do uh, around education is putting together a couple of educational events a year too that we've partnered with Ohio State University ATI and um, a local uh, business um, group here to hold, you know, time management or, um, you know, our, we'll have our 401k guy come in and talk about finance and things like that to just kind of help them um, focus on the future as well. Oh, that's great. That's great. Again, a different approach to how you're engaging your employees, which is why you've got a 20 year old business that continues to grow, in my opinion. So well done. Um, really good job. So it takes an army. Uh, it's certainly not just me. There's a team of really great focused people. And, um, you know, it's just working together to try to create that culture every day because it's it's really the sum of many. Um, you know, there's certainly drivers that help really hold those values. Um, at the, at the highest level and, and penetrate that through the organization. But it takes a lot of people to, to hold the culture at the level we want it to be at. So. Yeah, that's a great point. And culture trumps strategy every single day. Right. That's what right. Say. Yeah. Uh, so one last question. Um, if you were talking to a young entrepreneur that's maybe just getting started in their journey, or maybe they're a couple of years in and they're hitting one of those typical roadblocks that happens early on in the journey, what advice would you give them? Find a mentor. I mean, there is always someone out there willing to help. And I have been blessed with so many people over my career that have said, hey, Bill, if you ever if you ever want to have coffee or you ever want to have breakfast and, you know, you end up taking them up on that and you learn something you I would have never thought um, I would have learned that week. So and then it's just taking those tidbits and, and integrating those into the into the business. Um, so it's 
you know, it could be that magazine or that mentor, but reach out. There are tons of resources. They're not always paid resources either, especially I know a lot of people in our industry, at least um, they like to help young, young guys. I mean, I've had s- several young guys in the industry come in here and I've been in sub- several, of the, let's call it old heads offices, um, getting feedback and learning about how they run their companies. So um, there's always help. Oh, that's great. That's great. Good advice. I appreciate you sharing that. So, uh, so Bill, I just want to thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it here on, on In It. Uh, it was great meeting you and learning more about your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, to everybody watching, I look forward to seeing you in our next episode. And thanks again, Bill. Thanks, Todd.